0: your future look like the job you do today could be different than the jobs of tomorrow some see this as a challenge at UCF we see opportunity a chance for you to grow your knowledge and strengthen your skills from anywhere life might take you with in-demand degree programs and resources for your success UCF online can help you prepare for the future and all the possibilities that come with it
1: From the University of Central Florida's Center for Distributed Learning, I'm Tom Cavanaugh. And I'm Kelvin Thompson. And you are listening to TopCast, the teaching online
0: podcast. Mm -hmm. Greetings, Dr. Thompson. Greetings, Earthling Cavanaugh.
1: (laughs) Take us to your leader. We come in peace. Now, actually, that's a, probably the only thing left for 2020 to bestow upon us. <laughs> Please is, uh, don't! You <laughs> have to
0: be that guy. It's <laughs> <laughs> an alien invasion. <laughs> Fine. Thanks. <Yeah>. Oh, man. <laughs> right
1: after the murder hornets and the fire tornadoes, yeah. we'll have the aliens invading. Oh, yeah. okay.
0: I'm blaming you when they show up tonight. That's all yeah. I'm saying. Okay. Tom had to invoke them. I'll take full responsibility for Thank the you. aliens. Yeah, uh, I hope not.
1: <laughs> or maybe they're friendly aliens. Maybe they've be got like a last vaccine star for. They solved COVID on their planet, you know, <laughs> six millennia ago. And well, that'd be nice. Yeah.
0: yeah, who knows, right? Maybe, maybe they're friendly. They share. Casper the Friendly. That could be. Alien. That could be like just a a quick turn of events. Wouldn't that be nice? <laughs> yeah. Here's your here's your vaccine.
1: All done. That's right. Deus ex machina.
0: The yeah, just oh, that's out of the true. Sky. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> it's like done. <laughs> yep. So,
1: Kelvin, I see yes, on the Zoom screen mm-hmm. you in the office. Yep. Like twelve feet from me, mm-hmm. um, drinking coffee.
0: Yep. Far and as you know,
1: I am drinking. I presume the same. Yes. Coffee. I think so. What am I drinking? What's in the thermos?
0: Well, uh, today's coffee, Tom, is a blend. Believe it or not, uh, you know I'm kind of a single origin sort of a dude, but uh, blend called Oktoberfest. Uh, this episode is uh, releasing in November, but we're recording it in October, so yes, it's, uh, it's, uh, it is it's timely in that sense. Oktoberfest from Madcap Coffee in Grand Rapids, Michigan. Uh, you enjoyed the single-origin Ethiopia in the last episode. This blend includes beans from Ethiopia and from Colombia, both two good sources of coffee beans. And this, they say, was designed as a seasonal coffee, appropriate for a particular time. I was intrigued by the description that it's perfect to sip as your morning coffee as the air becomes cooler and the leaves begin turning color. <laughs> I was thinking we don't get much cooler or color around no, here or Orlando.
1: No. We go from like it.
0: 89 to
1: 88 <laughs> in Maybe it doesn't rain. That's about it.
0: But I can I can dream, Tom. You can dream of the aliens. The yellowing of the palm fronds is what we get. That just means they need need nitrogen. I'll sit out on the patio and go, ooh, burr. Yeah. (laughs) Any rate, how's the coffee and how's the connection? Uh,
1: I like the coffee and um, I like the connection, Kelvin. Mm. I think I get it, yeah. Hey, we're all about that. So let's Break see. Break it down. Um, so it, it's a blend of a coffee. It is. And so that's a bit on the nose, which is the way, the way I like it. Yeah. you like it. Yep. <laughs> Um, But it's also, I think you said it was uh, a a seasonal coffee, appropriate for the time or something like that. Mm -hmm,
0: mm -hmm, And
1: um, amen, brother, because uh, that's what we're talking about today. We're talking about the strategic use of uh, blended learning within COVID times.
0: COVID times. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. That's right. Yeah. So good job. Thank you. Uh, That's right. I'll get another A-minus maybe, something like that. Yeah. That's right. I'm keeping
1: track of this grade. So, these today, uh, mm-hmm. as I said, we're going to talk about the role of blended learning um, within the kind of the, the short to midterm, maybe, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. basically during, during the, the pandemic response. And right. so, as a reminder, For as long as this current reality of remote teaching lasts for all of us... May it be short. May it be short until the aliens show up. (laughs) We are continuing our monthly mini-series of what we're calling Field Reports in our first Monday episodes in which we focus on some aspect of this unique circumstance that we find ourselves in. And then on the third Monday episodes, we'll continue on with our guest interviews because life goes on. It does. So, that's that's our reminder. Thank Mm -hmm. you for the blend coffee. And yeah, yeah. so, what
0: do we want to talk about when it comes to blended learning? Well, uh, just a little framing, right? Uh, In our previous field report, number seven, episode 75, we said, it's important to find a healthy, helpful middle ground, a balance between extremes, not only online, but making good strategic use of online, not only face-to-face, but prioritizing online and think, what has to be face to face? And all the way back in field report number two, episode 65, we said, the future is blended. Maybe that's more true now than ever before. We're going to be hungering for some face to face as we emerge from the pandemic. And so finding an equilibrium between the online and the face to face at the course and institutional level may be more important than ever before. So we've been talking about this um, recently that Blended learning might be helpful to us all right now, or as you said, in the in the near term, as we start feeling a pull toward face-to-face back on our campuses. We're all not in exactly the same places, but some institutions are staying completely online or remote. Some are, you know, making a push for face-to-face, but sooner or later, we're all going to feel a need to be doing some face-to-face classes, some sooner rather than later. And so, we've been talking that Blended probably has a place to play at that point. Yes, we have. Um, And just
1: a reminder, this is is not the first time that you and I have talked about... Blended Learning on a, TopCast.
0: Far from it.
1: Far from it. Uh, it is a subject that we, we turn to periodically and, and one that we care deeply about here at UCF. Mm-hmm. We've been doing it for a long time. Um, we, we call it something else here, but basically what most people know it is is blended learning or hybrid yeah. learning. And um, I assume we'll probably uh, put a couple of other episodes in the show notes in case somebody wants to go back and yeah. go a little deeper on, on some of that.
0: We, we'll do that.
1: Yeah. So maybe it would make sense to sort of define what we mean by blended learning. Um, What do we mean
0: by blended learning, Tom? (laughs)
1: Let's see if I can give it a shot without actually reading our modality (laughs) definition. Um, But for us, um, it's a a reduction of in-class time Mm -hmm. through the use of of distance learning technologies. But it's an intentional design strategy where a portion Mm -hmm. of the content and class activities and assessments would be done face-to-face, mm-hmm. and a portion would be done online. And the overall mm-hmm. objectives of the course, expectations for the course, mm-hmm. uh, time that a student would spend working on course materials would be equivalent, whether they be face-to-face, fully online, or blended. But mm-hmm. in this case, it's a, what we call mixed mode. It's a mixture of the modalities mm-hmm. uh, between online uh, and face-to-face. And the online is typically asynchronous, and the face-to-face is typically synchronous.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Anything you want That's to add right. to that?
0: Yeah, um, yeah I, I, that was good. Uh, I like to just, you know, I have to work hard to be pithy, as you know, and so when I do, uh, I sometimes say blended is the strategic combination of online and face-to-face. Um, We, as you said, uh, we reduce the class meeting times here, and conceptually, uh, we've talked about this before in uh, you and me and in these episodes, but just as a reminder, we would say that conceptually, it's very helpful to think of blended as face-to-face enhanced online courses rather than online enhanced face-to-face courses. It just gets you to a better design place.
1: Yeah, agreed, and, and I, we've talked about that framing, and, and I, I like that uh, personally as well, and, and I've used that myself, because um, I, I think it kind of gets you out of the, well, I just need to, you know, put my discussions online or something. It's right. like, well, yeah. maybe that's part of it, but that's certainly not all of it.
0: That's and, right.
1: and maybe it's worth drawing a distinction between what we just described mm-hmm. and what has been... Become a, a fairly common practice since in <laughs> during COVID times.
0: Mm-hmm. Um,
1: so there's been a lot of terms. Uh, we've talked about this thing we call blend flex,
0: yeah,
1: uh, which is not blended according to our mm-hmm. definition. No. It's got. It's got blend in it, but it uh, actually <laughs> our blended definition is something called mix mode. So not to <laughs> confuse everybody, <That's> right. <laughs> keeping score at home? Um, but bl- Blend Flex <laughs> is a, a derivation of a, you know a type of high flex, mm-hmm. and I would not classify high flex as blended according to our definition. No, because it gives the student the choice. The student could be completely face to face, or the student could be completely online if they wanted to in a high flex. Yeah. Uh, modality, so it's not an intentionally designed one that takes advantage of the unique affordances of each modality in a in what I think you've come up with as sort of like a mix map of yeah. uh, you know describing how they interact with each other. Right. In a, in a high flex, they don't; they run independent of each other.
0: Yeah,
1: um, right. and then there are several other terms you want to you want to go through a couple of those.
0: Yeah, uh, multimodal uh, mm-hmm. seems to be showing up a lot. Not to be confused with mixed mode at uh, at, at, at UCF. Uh, multimodal seems to be used in a kind of a beyond high flex kind of a kind of a sense. It seems related to the high flex blend flex, um, but with, from a from a kind of more theoretical bent. And then uh, more recently, we've certainly heard about the combination of asynchronous online and synchronous online for. Bichronus or Bichronos, um, which sounds like I don't know a weird planet in a in a B movie. I, I, I don't I've been know. i saying it's a
1: it's a Transformers <laughs> villain. That's right, Bichronus.
0: Yeah. I'll get you, Bichronos. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But that,
1: but that that showed up in a recent EDUCAUSE yes. um, review article uh, that I think a lot of us uh, you know thought was really interesting. And so there's a lot of stuff to describe all the various practices that are going on right now. Um, just to try to create enough support to give faculty and students what they need in in a very challenging context.
0: Yeah, people are reaching for, you know, give me some clarity. It's murky here. It's confusing. So I, I, I appreciate all that effort, but I think you're right to highlight the fact that that stuff, not blended.
1: Right. But at a certain point, many of us, and some of us sooner than others, will have a certain amount of pressure <laughs> to start doing more face-to-face, to, quote-unquote, get back to normal as best we can. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, and, of course, that'll be on a different schedule depending upon different right. schools, contexts, and what the yep. infection rate looks like in certain areas, and mm-hmm. who knows vaccines or herd immunity or, or pick your whatever. Sure. Um, at some point, we'll be back. But mm-hmm. it seems unlikely that it'll be just a magic snap of the fingers and okay, everything's normal again, that there's going to be some transitional period while we get everybody back on campus. Maybe not everybody gets vaccinated right away, but Mm -hmm. they want to get Mm started. I don't know. We're all speculating, right? Nobody knows anything. But it seems like blended learning, as we define Mm -hmm. it here, Mm -hmm. mixed mode, Mm -hmm. is a strategy to start that transition back to normal, while we are still dealing with the reality of limited physical capacity in rooms. We can't put as many bodies in the rooms uh, as we would like right away. Yep. So blended learning, you
0: and I… Actual, and- intentionally designed yes. blended learning.
1: Yes. Sorry. Yeah, c- keep catching me if I… Yeah, no, no, no that's like right. I mean, I'm just going to keep
0: putting adjectives in there.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That that's a potential uh, strategy for for making this transition, for bridging between what we're doing now and kind of what we were doing before, and yeah. maybe it's a it's a practice that remains. Uh, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We've seen we've talked about this. Our our success rates for students in blended courses is higher than it is for for any other modality, it has the lowest withdrawal rate, it has yeah. the best student evaluations at the end of the course. So, I mean, there are good legitimate reasons to do blended, again, intentionally when it's done yeah. well. That's right. Um, but but there's also this other thing, I, you know, it's funny that uh, George Mahaffey, the former vice president for um, innovation Ask and, and academics at Ask you yeah, um, used to talk about um, a blended learning As kind of a a gateway to fully online Mm -hmm. learning, and uh, I'm thinking that it's maybe a a gateway back. Yeah, I think that's right. From fully remote back to something face to face, if if, you know, if we can if we can stand it up
0: fast enough. Right, and and that's a let's just pause on that for a second. I think that's a one, an important point. Uh, Two, it reinforces what we said before about face to face enhanced online courses. But three you're right to point out the time, right? Because imagine building a 100% really intentionally designed online course. And, uh, you know, we kind of think blended, oh yeah, I'll throw some stuff online. No, here we're talking about really thinking it through and then being really deliberate about what we do face-to-face. That's what you're talking about.
1: Yeah, it's no less work Mm -mm. building a blended class uh, than it is to build a fully online asynchronous class um, because it's a page one redesign. You, you have to rethink your pedagogy um, yeah. it, when you're doing that. If you're going to do it right um, and not uh, end up with like what we've talked about, where you have a, a course and a half where you, you do everything you did face-to-face and you just add online elements, yeah. that's not good. You'll end up with lower results. Or if you, um, if you just repeat stuff in two modalities, you know, yeah, have them read the textbook and then do a discussion on the textbook online, and then come in class and do a discussion on the textbook. That's probably not a good idea.
0: Well, let's talk some more about what you just said about that gateway to face-to-face, normal kind of kind of thing. How does how does blended help us in that sense?
1: Well, so for example, um, we know we're, we're so we'll talk specifically about the the COVID context because that's mm-hmm. the gate that's the bridge that we need, mm-hmm. right? So the biggest limiter that we have right now is the physical capacity of the rooms, because mm-hmm. we've got six feet between every seat, which means mm-hmm. we're only running at about twenty-five to thirty percent of room capacity.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yet we still have a hundred percent of demand.
0: Mm-hmm. So thankfully,
1: yeah. What 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 might be delivered in a blend flex environment, and we've talked about this previously. Where uh, uh, just to recap, uh, a class would be assigned a classroom, say it's a class of 100, mm-hmm. and on a, on, in a blend flex model, <clears throat> it's divided into thirds where a third of the class is ab- is permitted to come into the physical classroom once per week and then the, the other two-thirds of the week, they will um, participate remotely. Now, that has um, proven to have some challenges uh, this fall since we've... Um, since we've implemented it, mm-hmm. uh, nothing that we didn't kind of foresee, but it doesn't mean faculty love it. Um, so it turns cha- out students
0: prefer just staying remote.
1: <laughs> That's one of them, yeah, uh, that uh, an increasing number of students, when they realize they've got the choice, don't come physically to class. Mm-hmm. And you know, I get it. It's no fun teaching to two people in a big, giant room. Oh. Um, it's, it's safer. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's. It, this campus is very safe. <laughs> <laughs> Which means very empty, I think. Yeah, well, in <laughs> some cases, yeah. At least at least the classrooms, yeah. yeah. Um, and then, But it's also, it's, I'm hearing, it, it's exhausting for faculty oh, to, sure. to teach to two audiences right. simultaneously. Right. It, it takes a lot of energy, physical yeah. and mental. Right. And I get it. And so, some of them have said, isn't there some other thing we can do? And mm-hmm. And one of our suggestions is maybe we do more blended. So, mm-hmm. instead of taking that class of 100 and splitting it in thirds, you divide it into three blended sections. Mm-hmm. So instead of a faculty member lecturing a Monday lecture, the subsequent Wednesday lecture and the subsequent Friday lecture, maybe you put your lecture online and have some uh, activities online that support it asynchronously. Mm-hmm. But the, each Monday, Wednesday, Friday meeting is with, a, is with a different cohort, but you do your discussions in the classroom.
0: Mm-hmm. And or, do, whatever, or whatever, whatever that's whatever that's value add.
1: Right, whatever that you think should be done face to face. But you you design the course in a way that the students um, come once a week in an intentional way, as opposed to just uh, you just lecturing and doing what you're doing, and then the students sitting in front of you rotate. It's it's different.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So, and then you could potentially design each of those blended sections independently cross list them into a master section if you will and kind of teach it all as one big section <laughs> uh, and grade it all at the same time and things like that. There are there are management strategies as yeah, a faculty yeah. member that, that could make that easier to manage. So it doesn't feel like three sections. Right. But then you could yeah. you maintain your capacity, right? Your your yep. distance in the classroom.
0: Yeah and you also, right, I mean as compared to BlindFlex, which I think is a helpful comparison that you made uh, this actual blended, uh, this kind of this uh, uh, COVID capacity blended that you've described also serves to reduce the amount of in-classroom presence of both faculty and of students in your scenario, right? In in your scenario, students are coming one day a week, uh, but here, the faculty member in that BlendFlex thing, uh, faculty members come in three days a week. Here, everybody's only coming um, one day a week per class section, I suppose. Yeah, although the faculty sense. member,
1: if it's the same faculty member teaching all well, three sections, yeah, would still true. be coming. But you could also have three faculty member, that's three faculty teaching mm-hmm. in each of those slots and, and accomplish the same kind of objective. And, um, and maybe the biggest thing is it would address potentially the two complaints that we just talked about. Mm-hmm. One is there, there's no way for students to skip because... It's not being broadcast, if you will, or mm-hmm, recorded, mm-hmm, because it, it's something that is uniquely face to face that you have to accomplish. And then the the mental and physical energy associated with with teaching two audiences is mm-hmm. removed, because you really are just concentrating on the people in the room at that time. And then the online portion is asynchronous.
0: Yeah, and the online is hopefully right, well designed, asynchronous. Where it, it adds adds value. Everything is add value, right? The and. And you're not just having to, oh, I gotta make students come to class. Well, if you offer something that's actually useful and uh, necessary for learning, then you know that's maybe not as much of a thing. You know, it's pull yeah. versus push, right? Yeah, and it's not foolproof.
1: Um, no, because we know there's still going to be cases where students or faculty need to isolate or get sick. That's right. They're going to have to be accommodations made for that, and, and nothing's. Perfect
0: And just like we, there would be in a face-to- face course exactly
1: yeah and and we knew going into blendflex that it wasn't some panacea of of mm-hmm. you know uh, great solutions that would solve every problem, but what it did was it was the eighty percent solution that we needed at the time, um, and it, and it still has its place going forward, mm-hmm. but what we're trying to do is maybe respond to, to faculty feedback and give them some other options
0: yeah. I like, you know, historically, as you know, we, and as many of our listeners know, we've, we've framed, I mean, we collectively, broadly in our field have framed blended learning as kind of the best of both worlds, of best of online and the best of face-to-face, and here it's um, all the more reason, that, that bridge, you know, you've talked about. It's a, it's a, it's a really good in-between step, if done wisely. I, I keep thinking about our colleague, Chuck Jubin, who's been on the show before. You know, Chuck has been inclined to say blended learning is not a treatment. It's a boundary object, you know. You know, people kind of hold it up and go, oh, I'm blended learning, but you know, five people mean five different things by it. And
1: I can't tell you how many times I've had a conversation with somebody and they're describing flipped. Exactly. And we would not consider flipped. No. That doesn't reduce any seat time in the classroom. It's blended.
0: That's right. That's we exactly like flipped, right. but it's yeah. not.
1: According to our definition, that, but for some exactly people, it right. is.
0: So, yeah, that's the boundary object that Chuck's talking that's, about. That's that's right. So just just putting a label on it doesn't make anything magical right. happen, right? We're, you know, uh, well designed, intentionally designed. Uh, that's going to get you to the desirable outcomes that you've talked about, logistical and learning outcomes.
1: So if we had um, if we had some listeners that sort of like this idea and wanted to try and implement it, you know, do you have some advice or principles you think they should they should try to adhere to uh,
0: yeah I'll throw a couple things out there one uh, I would say you know we have codified quite a bit of stuff on um, the primarily archived now blended learning toolkit website containing the blend kit course materials and uh, that's available still online at blended.online.ucf.edu. and you can find BlendKit course materials. There's, I mean, design documents that'll walk you right through. But here's a few things. Um, it seems like the integration, the meaningful integration between online and face-to-face, is is the biggest design challenge for doing this well. So giving sufficient attention to that is really important. And so there's design documents on the the BlendKit site that would help. Um, something I think you've said before that I really appreciate is no such thing as more than 100%, right? We've talked about the stretchy bag, like, okay, we keep putting this more stuff in the bag and it keeps stretching. And there's this tendency, you said a while ago, the, the course and a half phenomenon, right? The, you got you to gotta hold yourself as you design a blended course, a combination of online and face-to-face, you got to hold yourself to the same amount of stuff, the same amount of ac- learning activities, the same amount of assessments, the same amount of, of content. Same amount of time, it can't just keep stretching. Um, and that whole thing that we've talked about before about uh, think, design an online course, and then step back to strategic face-to-face value-add sessions. Yeah. Um, and it's hard. Yeah, it's hard to do this well, but it's worth the effort. Now, maybe more than ever.
1: Yeah, those are good. Those are good uh, pieces of advice. Uh, totally agree. Um, I don't know, I'm looking at the clock and I'm I'm looking at my cup which is which is almost empty. Do you think maybe you want to
0: try and give us a bottom line? Sure, I'll jump out of the plane and meet you on the way down. <laughs> Parachute okay. out. Jump out of the plane. That's that's a new metaphor. I, don't know. I was getting tired of the old stuff. So. Uh-huh. <laughs> jump out of the plane with a ribbon on. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Land on the button at the bottom, yeah. goes flat. <laughs> See if the aliens will pick me up on the way. <laughs> the way down. So, I guess I would say well-designed online courses might be the least disruptible instructional choice during the ongoing pandemic, but sooner or later, some return to face-to-face will occur. And when that happens, well-designed blended courses provide a more resilient option than purely face-to-face with maybe more positive experiences for both students and faculty as a result. Would you agree with that? I concur. There's quite lot.
1: Yeah. Quite an so maybe uh, before, we, before we sign off, um, mm-hmm. we have time for a plug. Oh, plug us. So I'd like to share one from one of our friends and colleagues mm-hmm. here at UCF, mm-hmm. uh, TopCast listener Dr. Steve Haglund from our College of Nursing. Mm-hmm. He posted the following review on Apple Podcasts recently, and he Ooh, said, wonderful. Um, that TopCast is a, quote, fantastic blend from a single origin. Ooh, I see what he did there. Very clever, Steve. What a great source of information and inspiration for those who educate from a distance. Thank you, Kelvin and Tom, for the witty repartee and relevant information. You are a great origin for a wide range of topics that blend together for a very well-spent half hour. Thank you, Steve. That's nice. Yeah, that is nice. Witty repartee, he said. Yeah. I I don't know. I didn't solicit that. So, thank you, Steve. Yeah, that's Um, nice. And and if you, dear listener, are so inclined, we would love it if you would uh, click a star rating or leave behind a one-sentence review on Apple Podcasts or whatever your listening platform of choice might be those, um, algorithms, uh, look at those types of things to help others discover content like this and, and the show. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. We love that. Yep. Awesome. Well, thank you, Kelvin. Thank you for the coffee. You're quite welcome. Until next time. Absolutely. For Topcast, I'm Tom. I'm Kelvin. See ya.